This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Every weekday, Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we're up against, together we can beat them. I feel like we have been sounding the alarm here on the Midas Touch channel as loudly as we can. The violent rhetoric of Republican politicians is getting people killed. Matt Gates, standing right next to former President Trump, just said this at a rally in Iowa. Mr. President, I cannot stand these people that are destroying our country, that are opening our borders, that are weaponizing our federal law enforcement against patriotic Americans who love this nation as we should. We are having a great time at the fair. We love standing with you, but we know that only through force do we make any change in a corrupt town like Washington, D.C. And so to all my friends here in Iowa, when you see them come for this man, know that they are coming for our movement and they are coming for all of us. And as hard as you see them work, I need you working 10 times harder, 100 times harder. We're going to win all of them. We're going to march for the nomination. And we're going to stand before this country and tell that is a call to arms. Is it any wonder that the fanatics who follow the former president resort to violence? The same week that this provocative video was released, an ardent supporter of Donald Trump was confronted by FBI agents in Utah after he made credible threats against President Biden, who was planning a visit nearby. Here are just a few of Craig Robertson's posts. Hey, FBI, you still monitoring my social media? Checking so I can be sure to have a loaded gun handy in case you drop by again. Perhaps Utah will become famous this week as the place a sniper took out Biden the Marxist. In my dream, I see Joe Biden's body in a dark corner of a D.C. parking garage with his head severed and lying in a huge puddle of blood. Hurrah. I hear Biden is coming to Utah digging out my old ghillie suit and cleaning the dust off the M24 sniper rifle. Welcome, buffoon-in-chief. The man behind these posts had been visited previously by the FBI, and when agents returned to serve a warrant, a confrontation occurred in which Robertson was killed. We don't yet know the details, and an investigation is underway. But I think we can safely conclude that the calls to arms by the former president and his allies are getting people killed. And isn't it interesting that the same people who claim to back the blue are the first to call the FBI murderers? Happens almost every time. One of the things that really gets me about this man and the way he was radicalized is that he's an Air Force vet. He swore the same oath that I did to defend the Constitution against all enemies. And yet the constant barrage of lies and provocations paired with, I'm guessing here, some degree of desperation in his personal life, led him to actions that were undermining the very ideals he swore to protect. That is tragic enough when it happens to someone who is easily fooled and easily manipulated. It is beyond tragic, however, when the agents of that provocation are members of Congress. Here is Marjorie Taylor Greene adding more fuel to the fire. Just watch this and listen closely as a member of the audience talks about trials for treason. And when someone in the crowd yells, death penalty, Marjorie Taylor Greene laughs and says, I think we're ending on the right note. 
yes, sir. I'm going to do one more. Yes, sir. Uh, what is the penalty for treason? Okay. We know treason has been deleted, and nobody having to answer for it. Something has got to be done. Right. It's treason. Our country, our constitution has been stomped under the belief. It's yep. written according to the Bible. Like you said, we've got to get praise for the country. Well, I think we're ended on a right note. <laughs> Listen, thank you guys for sticking around. I appreciate you coming. Thank you. Hey everyone, if you've been watching this show, you've already heard me mention our sponsor, Storied Hats. Thanks to all of you who've already bought one, you know they are top quality hats made in fair trade facilities with sustainable materials. I've got a great new offer for listeners of this show. If you get one hat, it's 15% off, and if you get a second hat, that one is 50% off. Check them out, get a great hat or two, and support both our show and a small business that is doing its part for the planet. Thanks. So you see what we're talking about. Conspiracy mongering by MAGA extremists is exactly what is feeding the fear and paranoia of people like Craig Robertson. And in his case, at least from what we know about so far, it got him killed. I talked with Denver Riggleman about the kind of mindset that enables this conspiracy-driven, paranoid worldview. Denver is a good friend and a former Republican member of Congress who was driven out of office by extremists in his party for the unforgivable crime of, get this, officiating a gay wedding. He has since left the party and has a lot to say about his former colleagues in Congress. Here's part of our conversation. You have studied conspiracy theories across time, across cultures. Yeah. Let me let me try to understand what you're saying. Are the people drawn to them looking to explain a lack of control in their lives. They're looking to attribute some of the chaos they can't explain, which is just life to some external force, some malevolence. Is is that what it's about? Is it a deep-seated psychological phenomenon? Yeah, I think it is. I think, uh, and I think it's been exacerbated. Um, but also when you're talking about people who feel like they're powerless in society, um, I think they have a really difficult time um, accepting that life is just life. It's actually, it, it's, it's just life. And I think so many people have, um, have sort of accrued this, um, arrogance through I ignorance, um, that I think that that's one of those things that it really strikes me is the more arrogant somebody you're dealing with, you find out that the amount of volume and words that they use I think are directly relatable to their low IQ and I think, or their ability or their, or their credulous nature or their way of fantastical thinking. And I think that's what, what scares me is that you become a, a hero in your own movie of good against evil, um, by embracing things that you can't really prove, but it hits you in the feels. And then you have to back into weird things using data that's unvalidated or piecing together things that seem to be real, but there really is no linking tissue to them. And I think, I think as you keep going down that, as you keep going down that rabbit hole, every conspiracy theory becomes something that you like or something that attracts you. I've never heard it put that way. This arrogance through ignorance. 
uh, characterization, but I, I see that. I see that in as another common thread linking conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists in that desire to feel special, to feel like they know something, they're part of a club, uh, and and you're not. You are unaware and oblivious to the real truth that they have an inside window into. And, you know, this might be a little harsh. You attribute that to low IQ. In a lot of cases, sometimes I attribute, sometimes. I attribute that to, you know, just having an uninteresting life <laughs> and wanting some excitement, right? And well, conspiracy well, I mean, theories are exciting. Plus, it gives you that good against evil glow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're saving America because God wants Or you're saving America because you have, as you said, I'm coming full circle back to you, Ken. You have a unique specialness that you know more than the other person. And you have this massive trove of unsubstantiated shit that you can throw at somebody who's backspaced. And then I have to go back and say, listen, I know you believe in eight foot ghosts with 12 foot tongues, but that is not something that is actually validated by data. And, but they'll say, but I saw an eight foot ghost with a 12 foot tongue and, you know, and I like to sleep with them. So those are the issues that you have. And that's the fight is that how do you fight? It's almost like fact-based people are fighting smoke. And that's really difficult. You can watch my full interview with Denver on the next episode of Burn the Boats, which comes out every Tuesday here on the Midas Such channel. I'll see you here tomorrow for another edition of Against All Enemies. Thanks. Thanks.